1: good afternoon my conscious co-creators welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am very very pleased that you are here with me today we've got a fascinating show in store for you today with a wonderful wonderful guest i'm glad we got her on board today um and uh, i think you'll uh, maybe even learn some things about your conscious consultant and uh, uh, maybe learn some things that might surprise you a little bit. Okay, let's get started. Um, By the way, I hope everyone has been enjoying all the new shows on the network. Um, and if you're not aware, please go to talkradio.nyc and, and check out our show lineup. We've had several new shows uh, join us, and we have more on the way. Uh, we've got a, a block of shows on Monday evenings, 6 to 8 now, with Extra Innings and, and uh, Journey Through to Awareness. Uh, tuesdays we've got employment law today re, uh gateway to the smokies and rediscovering new york uh today there's my show and right after me ken's show voices of courage and tonight graham foster's show uh the mind behind leadership and uh tomorrow we have starting at 10 a.m philanthropy and focus always friday The Entrepreneurial Web and Wise Content Creates Wealth. What a lineup. So whether you want to learn about business and just have some fun, personal development, spiritual development, we've got everything on the network for you now and more on the way. Okay, let's get started with our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Just remember... Most people are so beguiled by your charm and inspired by your choices, they simply forget to say, thank you, please, and I love you like crazy, as often as they feel the urge. Let's not be one of those people. Thank you, please, I love you like crazy clutch the universe uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe I think today uh, encouraging us and reminding us that the universe loves us like crazy and that you know is very easy to forget it's very easy to kind of gloss over that the impact that we have on others because they don't necessarily tell us, right? It, we have this impact on people's lives and it's it's internal to them. It's something we said to them. It's how we showed up for them. And, and it has a deep impact on them. They may or may not be aware of it. And even if they are aware of it, they may not even tell us for months or years later. I remember one time... I uh, I used to hold this Law of Attraction meetup group here in, in Manhattan. And uh, it was very, very popular in the beginning. I mean, I had 40, 50 people show up in an evening. And and then over time, you know, it grew, it expanded, it contracted. You know, things shift and changes. I changed locations. And, you know, there were some people who would come and they seemed to get really into it. And then I wouldn't see them for a long time. And I remember there was this one woman who... uh uh, her name was Ellen she she didn't show up for a long time and then she she like showed up after about a year or two and she was like oh my god Sam you have no idea how much these meetings impacted me and how much the things you've said and taught us like impacted me I go really she goes yeah you know I was when I first came I was unhealthy I had so many uh, problems I I you know, I'm, I'm from Canada and I was having immigration problems and this and that. And she goes, Oh my God, things are so much better. Now my health is better. This is better. And and it's all because of, you know, what I learned from you. And I was like, so taken aback because I had no idea. I didn't know the impact I was having on this person. And that's just one person. I, I remember I had this guy, Oh God, it, it was like more like six or seven years that I hadn't seen him and then he, he showed up at some meeting or something and told me, like, what an impact I had on his life. And I had no clue. I had no idea. So it's maybe it's something to keep in mind that when somebody else has an impact on us like that, when somebody else, you know, affects us in such a deep way, you know, it was very easy to not acknowledge it and not let them know. So let's let them know that we love them like crazy. Let's say that thank you. Let's be a little more mindful of of the effect that people have on us in a positive way that really make a difference to us. So a wonderful quote from the universe. I love it. All right, let's see what Abraham has for us today. When the contrast gets greater, the desire gets greater too. And that's what miracles are from. A miracle is nothing more than a terrible situation that has caused strong desire and then somehow an alignment of energy with that desire. Everyday life creativity, that's all that it is. Abraham. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So what is Abraham saying here? Contrast those things that we experience that help us to identify more of what we do not want so we know better of what we do want, those situations that we are just like, Oh my god, I can't take this. When will this end? Stop that creates such a strong desire within us for the opposite or for something different, and then. That moment when our energy just lines up with that desire so strongly, boom. And then an apparent miracle happens. And that miracle is really nothing more than our alignment energetically, mentally, emotionally, physically with this super strong desire. And that comes from even little moments of creativity that we have throughout our day, that when we're faced with a tough situation and we're trying to figure it out, and then that moment of inspiration comes and we suddenly realize and we see this elegant situation that seems so simple and so obvious now that we thought of it but when we were in the midst of the problem was so challenging that we we couldn't really see it so we call it a miracle and really miracles are just life that happens when we are so completely in alignment that our resistance is disappeared and we can allow that amazing thing to just be made manifest in our life. I was, I was in a, a class last weekend with my dear friend, Jennifer Huff and you people hear me talk about her every now and then. And she, she, she said, uh, uh, what if miracles were commonplace what would you be able to manifest in your life and i thought that was so beautiful because in some ways miracles are commonplace we just don't see them we don't recognize them necessarily and, and sometimes I feel for myself and, 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 you know, I speak for myself and no one else that what makes it so difficult for me to see miracles in my life is that either I take for granted the alignment. I take for granted the fact that, you know, some little thing just works out. And really it worked out because my resistance to it finally dropped. Or because I make it such a big thing to to, to make such a huge change that I create my own internal resistance about it. And then it, it just makes it tougher for that solution to appear. So... I guess the lesson from this quote from Abraham is that really miracles are up to us. They're up to our own energy. They're up to our own alignment. They're up to our own ability to let go of the resistance of what is possible. And when we let go of that resistance and we embrace the 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 miracle that's inside of us, that then that miracle can actually show up in our life in in physical reality right before our eyes. So, two wonderful, fun, crazy quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I think rather, apropos uh, for today's guest who I am very pleased to uh, bring on the show now. And it is my pleasure uh, to welcome here. Oh, and I see loyal listener Patty on the Facebook live. Welcome Patty. Glad you're with us today. Um, Whoever else is listening on the Facebook live, please give a shout out. Let me know where you're listening in from. And also throughout the show today, remember, let us know what questions you have for me or my guest. And it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Nadine Corden-Taylor who has had the ability to channel and experience other beings since her childhood. She maintains a gallery called third eye arts in the town of Peekskill, New York. I love Peekskill Uh, where she sells her art and runs a weekly uh, new age support group. She's born in New York city. And while attending high school and college, where did you go to high school? Nadine?
2: Oh, I I went, we moved to Elmont. So I was um, on Ah. Long Island at that point. I went to Elmont high school
1: ah okay great um she attend. she studied also at the art student league was that back when it was on 57th street yep Ah, i remember that Uh, she's earned a ba with a concentration in printmaking i studied printmaking college and art history at hunter college and got her mfa in painting from long island u her uh Doctorate of Education in Arts is from Columbia University, and she studied comparative religion, oh, and alternative healing modalities to help inform her art. Before embarking on her journey as an intuitive artist and working with universal and intuitive symbols, Nadine focused on photorealistic uh, drawings and paintings of her shadow Ooh, integrating embracing and honoring her dark side she has taught publicly and privately for over 30 years and has lectured and given workshops across the country her drawings prints and paintings have been exhibited and are in collections around the world and it is my pleasure to welcome dr nadine to the show today welcome nadine
2: thank you so much sam it's a pleasure to be here
1: It's wonderful to have you. And
2: uh, I don't know if uh, when we
1: talked beforehand, if if I told you, but you know, I studied art when I was in college.
2: It doesn't surprise me. You seem like the creative type.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's so funny because, you know, when I was younger, when I was in like junior high school and high school, I never thought of myself as a creative person. I was the math and science guy. You know, I was the one who, you know, I, I forgot to do my math homework. And then when I got into class and the teacher was, don't forget to submit your homework by the end of the class. And I was like, oh, shit, I've got to do the homework. And I'd go and I'd open it and I'd do the homework really quickly during class um, because it just came to me like that. But draw a straight line. Oh, my God. There, there were these and I remember like there were these girls in high school who, they were just so creative in their drawings and everything. I was always so, I don't want to say jealous, but I was so um, uh, uh, in awe of them that they had such talent that when I got to college, I started taking art classes, not because I wanted to be an artist or because I thought I could, but just, I wanted to see if I could learn how to do something. And, And I stuck with it for actually a few years because I remember I took a basic drawing class, an intro to drawing. And at the beginning, my stuff was horrible. And at the end of the semester, my stuff was still horrible, but there was tremendous improvement. And it was that improvement that really shocked me and encouraged me to keep with it. So, um, uh, and, and then I, I, I actually, my first major in college was art. And then my, my, my second major became computer science. So <laughs> I just didn't want to be a starving artist when I graduated.
2: Well, that makes sense. Well, you know, like everything else, art is a state of mind and just like miracles are a state of mind. So if you... Go into it thinking you're horrible. You know, there is that expression if you think you can do it, you're right. And if you think you can't do it, you're right. right. A lot of times we're taught into believing. From early on, we're guided and directed to go a certain path. It may not be our passion, but it may be what we start identifying with. And then we make it happen more and more because we put that thought out. And when we follow, we put that thought out and we follow it. So the fact is, I pick up that you're a very creative person. Mm,
1: Thank (laughs) you. In fact,
2: we have a lot in common.
1: Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Okay. We got to take our first break. Um, When we come back, I want to talk about your childhood experiences and conversations. Kind of, you know, how you opened up to spirit and what that was like growing up. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about your journey. And I love the fact that you really um, embraced and honored your dark side, as you call it, because uh, I think that's something that we can all learn from. And uh, just looking on the Facebook Live, I see we have uh, Ty in Arkansas and Patty in Tucson, of course. And I'm sure we'll have more loyal listeners joining us as we as we continue on. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live through our our, our page, Inspired Thoughts, and on The Conscious Consultant and Talk Radio NYC and all over the place. So you can't miss us. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
4: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey,
3: all you listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc.
1: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm so pleased to have with me today, Dr. Nadine Gordon Taylor. Um, we're talking all about spirit, art, and whatever else happens to work its way into the conversation today. So, 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 Nadine, in, in your bio, it says that that you've had the ability to channel and 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 connect with other beings since you were a little kid. Do you, do you remember like? When was the first time it happened, or do you remember just like when you became sort of aware that maybe that wasn't such a common thing?
2: Uh, I was very young; I was about three. Wow! I did not trust myself. I certainly did share it with my mom, who years later told me I would always tell her things, and she thought I was making them up and dreaming, and Uh. and she never took it seriously. But I have to tell you it freaked me out when I was a kid. It scared me a lot. And it did make uh-huh. me um, turn that part of it off as I grew up because no one was responding to it. Some of it was innocuous, but a lot of it was not fun. And uh, uh-huh. because you're not trained in it, you know, no one shares this information with you. And I'm sure other people have had it too, but it's not something you, you either bury it deep in your cellular memory. That's what, you know, again, that's probably why that series about my shadow side called Self Portrait Minus Self. It's probably Mm -hmm. why that manifested, because I was carrying around a lot of deep fears about things that probably were not that fearful. But since I didn't have information about it, um, Mm -hmm. I processed, processed, processed it that way. But over time, I learned gee, maybe it's not negative and not bad. And I think it has a lot to do with me going into art with symbols because I learned to read it. I, I, I mean, I would see a wolf in my window. Since I was three, I would always see a wolf in my window. And I I knew it couldn't be a real wolf, but I didn't know about the third eye and my mind right, right. eye. And I was seeing that. And that was a frightening thing to me. Although years later, when I studied the symbols, I realized the wolf is the teacher, the the trailblazer. You know, I, I, feel, I felt it was on the other side of the veil that I was being guided and watched in a positive way. But when I was three or four or five, I didn't understand right. what that was. So I, I probably, like many other people, suppressed it. So I could function normally. And then, but I always did art and things always came out in my art, especially in the middle school time. I was always doodling symbols, all kinds of religious symbols, nature symbols, things I knew. I used to call them doodles, but they were very complex. Something coming from the inner guidance.
1: Right. So, um, and, and it's interesting because many guests that I've had on the show in prior episodes, who did have some kind of ability like that, many, many of them said how like, you know, when they were a little kid, they had it. But then, you know, they soon, you know, after a while, they learned that either other people made fun of them or their parents told them not to talk about it or whatever. And then they turned it off. And it wasn't until something happened later in life that they opened back up to it. Um, and actually, I see Patty on the Facebook Live says, crazy as it sounds, ever since I was a child, I've had a connection with Rachmaninoff. I went to sit and visit his gravesite. So it's interesting how sometimes we just feel a connection even yes. to someone you know, from another time that doesn't necessarily make sense. Um, when you, you know, kind of got into your artwork and, and started to embrace it again as, as you were an adult was there a moment was there an incident was there something that that happened when when you kind of opened back up that just made you kind of very present to like oh like this is something powerful and something to honor and not something to be scared of
2: that's a good question it was gradual and to to res- okay. respond to the the person who just said that my person i always connected to was michelangelo and i did it where I literally saw him as my grandfather. I would go in and talk uh-huh. with him, sit on his lap. He would share information with me. He made me feel calmer. Um, and that's something else that we can go into because I do believe the energy of all these great people are, are still around us. But the, to answer the question, it took me a long time to get that the fearful part out because I had, I mean, it didn't stop. It kept going on as through my 20s and my 30s. But my, uh, I would say the big epiphany came probably in my late 40s or 50 when I decided to go to a um, hypnotist. And I, I was, I didn't know about past life regression formally. I, I did know about past lives because I had no way to prevent it. <laughs> kept coming to but I didn't know there were people that did that. And a, and a book mysteriously showed up on my table one day. I didn't know that someone had dropped it off. No one told me, but it was many lives, many masters. Um, oh, and, yes. And so I said, let me, it would be really good for me to go to someone. So when I did finally make an appointment and I went under, I realized um, I wasn't going into any past lives. I went, oh my God. And I turned to the person. I said, they're telling me to tell you. And I went, this isn't scary. I was actually hearing in my clairaudiently, you know, I I just would hear it in my mind's thoughts. And I was able to speak it out to her. And what it told was that past lives are fun, but not necessary, that this life is the, the present right now is the most important thing. So I realized that it wasn't scary to channel. And they actually, at that point, told me to go back to the type of artwork I was doing in middle school, which was kind of train uh, the, you know, the flow of the consciousness, I was not using the outer world, I was using the inner world. And that's where the symbols came from. And so that's the beginning of I I lost the fear. And I realized I could get this information. And I could experience things without being afraid. I think part of me thought I was going to be taken over. And because I've had that happen a few times throughout my life. And I really thought that I was losing my, I don't know. I was afraid I wouldn't retain who I was. And so when I finally let it happen and realized I could coexist while I was channeling, right. and it wasn't a problem, um, then the, the, the gates opened up and the, the artwork started coming. And the, the series before it, the shadow um, series was really important because Honoring your dark side and not being afraid of it is really, really very important. I had read a book uh, called Owning Your Own Shadow by Robert Johnson, and I recommend that highly. It's a little skinny paperback, but in that, he uh, challenges you to creatively integrate your shadow into your life somehow without judging it, without thinking it's good or bad. And I put it in my artwork, and I did that for a decade where my shadow was in this photo realist series. And I got a lot of acknowledgement for it, a lot of museums and galleries. And um, uh, you know, I, I became known as the shadow lady, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was, I really enjoyed it and I felt comfortable with it. But one day the energy just after about a decade, I realized this kind of energy that flows when you're creating and that stopped. And that's about the time I was, went under the hymn, hypnosis and they said, go back to the time that you worked. Because the shadow work was from outer imagery. I was working oh, okay. with the environment and the outer imagery. So I started to um, just doodle some images from my family. Like it's a, just go inside.
1: So, so I'm curious, when you were doing the, the, the shadow artwork for a decade, and that's that's a really long time to really embrace shadow, which is amazing that, that you stuck with it and you, you stayed with it. Did you see things shift like in your personal life, in your outer world while you were doing that work?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I didn't know the dynamics of what was going on. I just know that uh, I was able to navigate and integrate all the things that used to block me you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, ego, whichever way I started to little uh, little by little have so much more faith in myself, and I didn't understand at that point what I do about quantum and about energy um, that I I I, did, I just knew that I was feeling more secure, stronger in who I was, and less caring about what the outer world said and Ah. did you know what i mean i was becoming more secure within myself and that's because i believe that most of us are walking around with what we perceive as the shadow and that could be oh trauma that's you know i think i was traumatized when i was a child that gets buried on your cellular level so
1: let me ask you and we, we just got like a minute before going to break If someone in our audience is listening to this and they feel inspired and, and, you know, maybe they don't think of themselves in an art as an artist, maybe they've never picked up a pencil or a paintbrush, but if somebody wanted to, use art as a modality for exploring and integrating those sides of them. Because I also don't like using the, the term shadow so much because, I mean, I do understand that where there's light, there's shadow, right? Wherever there's a sun, we, we cast the shadow, but it's just part of us. It, and, and as you said before, it, it actually, our shadow tends to really serve us like it's how we survive trauma and things. But when we're working on integrating, if somebody wanted to use artwork who doesn't have a background, background in art. Do you have maybe some simple suggestions for Mm them?
2: Absolutely. There's something called a process journal. It's just, I would take any type of a empty sketchbook or even an old notepad and and you start allowing, uh, even with what you did with the quotations, you could put quotations in it. You could just start what I call doodling. You could be playing around with colors, words. You could collage things from magazines, start cutting out faces and and you're going to find that you're being guided on a level you don't understand and you do not have to draw paint realistically to be artistic or be an artist i was a teacher i saw kids blossom when we did the the process journals kids who never thought they were going to major in art would go to into AP art and then into college because you unblock and release these restrictions. And the shadow is actually, sometimes I look at the shadow as a little child that's fearful. And the the fact is the more love you give it, you know, if you turn around and face your shadow, um then and then you hug it and you give it the attention and you don't judge it and and don't say oh this is the bad part of me this is the this this is the that um and you accept it as in a way um it's the whole totality of who you are in a sense it's what I call spherical thinking there's no right or wrong good or bad Mm. there's just embracing and loving every aspect of yourself equally
1: i love that spherical thinking i got to use that <laughs> okay nadine it's time for us to take another break uh when we come back and i love that i really love the 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 way you talk about that um uh let, when we come back i'd like to talk a little bit more about the symbols and 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 let's talk about your card deck which i i have right here the uh the the heart path oracle cards they're beautiful cards i want to get into sort of what you learned about symbols and then how you integrated it into the card deck and and how we can use symbols in our daily life to support us in in our path and in, in in our life okay great awesome so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back after this
3: you're listening to talk radio nyc Uplift, educate,
1: empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness.
6: We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC.
7: You know you have it, the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster, The Courage to Change Everything daily strategies and wisdom to awaken your hidden genius and transform your life with this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide your future is in your hands you will be empowered to unlock your potential bring out your true gifts increase your wealth and take your life and business to a new level get your life transforming copy of ken d fosters the courage to change everything by going to courage change.us that's courage to change.us Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to courage to changeus
3: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
1: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I'm so enjoying our conversation, Nadine. Thank you for taking the time to come on today. And I hope our listeners are enjoying as well. Um, Again, if anybody has questions on the Facebook Live, please just post your comments to the video and we'll get to them. Um, So uh, I want to go now, uh, once you've uh, kind of, went through this process of using your artwork as a way of of integrating those uh, shadow sides or those uh, unhealed sides of you and then you you sort of got this guidance to focus on symbols Um, it sounds like you just sort of naturally kind of let it come through you you know how to draw these symbols did you ever do any research to see like uh, what these symbols meant, where do they come from? Are they Celtic? Are they Nordic? Are they, uh, you know, Egyptian?
2: It's fascinating that as a younger person, not so much, but as I kept, as I went back to it this time, yes. In fact, I've, for for the last, oh God, 10 years, that's what I've been doing. Sometimes when I create the art, I never know the symbols first. I always let the art come out and then I look at what the message is afterwards. And symbols are just an, another form of communication. It, mm-hmm. it, some people can read symbols the way we read a book. And that's how clear it can be. So nothing, I don't believe anything is random. Mm-hmm. You know, just like we, with the experience we had with the fly, you and I. I mm-hmm. think that there's always a, a purpose behind um, symbols. I think symbols and synchronicities are connected.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you know what, maybe next segment, I'll, I'll pull a card and, and from your deck and for the audience and, and we'll, we'll go through what it says. Um, do you use the symbols in your own life, like not just as artwork, but do you use them to support you when you're going through things in your daily life?
2: Um, absolutely. I mean, I, there's, now that I understand them, it's almost like I, I have a blanket around me of comfortable synch- uh, symbols that come and guide me. I think I ultimately believe that the symbols are from your higher self so that at, 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 at something might come into your life. I mean, the way I started this in the beginning, people kept giving me dragonfly presents and I don't collect oh. things like that. And they kept giving me dragonflies and dragonflies. And, and I went into a shop and they would go, don't you want the one with the dragonfly? And I'm like, OK, I've got to figure out what <laughs> it is about the dragonfly and everyone can have their own private language i i believe that even though it's about transformation it's an insect that goes through transformation i also believe that because it changes directions quickly and mm. around that it's learning to see your current situation from another angle or another perspective so oh. if the dragonfly now a Granted, there are seasonal synchronicities, I guess, the Mm dragonfly is not around in the winter. There are other things that will come that way, but if the, or it'll come through a book, it it Mm -hmm. is a piece of artwork. Um, But when you look at it and you you give it serious attention, like once I looked up what the meaning was and what it meant Mm -hmm. to me, I had to Mm -hmm. look in my life and go, what do I need to look at from another perspective or another angle? Actually, after that, my whole life changed. I mean, one of—I mean, I also got the bad card shortly after that, and that's the shaman's death, and and that's letting everything in your life die so that the new can grow. But you know, you're a co-creator, as you said in the beginning. You can choose freely to do it or not to do it. I mean, right. you can choose to see it and and integrate it, or you can look at it and be fearful and run away from it. And that's where people are stuck with the, you know letting the shadow control them more than letting what i would call the heart control them
1: right right so you know it's interesting uh uh, you mentioned uh uh, shamanism and and i um over the last six and a half years i've been engaged and i've mentioned this on the show in in a certain shamanistic work for my own personal development i've recently become a facilitator in that work and uh, uh in 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 shamanistic traditions and and they're not there's not just one shamanistic tradition they're like all over the world there are indigenous cultures throughout the world that all have that kind of uh uh, aspect to it uh different uh, sort of animals and different things in nature symbolize different things which is sounds like you also kind of tap into that same sort Mm -hmm. of uh energy around things
2: Absolutely. And you do not have to do any kind of drugs or or any kind of um, special things to get there. We all can access it, but you have to allow it. And that's a very important word. You have to allow it and invite it in because nothing can come into your space without your consent. And until Mm. you welcome it in, you probably won't see it. The lens won't Mm. be sharp enough for you to be able to make the connection but little Mm -hmm. by little as you put your attention to it then it starts to manifest
1: do you have some kind of a daily practice that you do do you meditate or do you just have a certain routine or is it through your artwork do you do something to sort of uh open yourself up or to to embrace the these sort of spiritual uh, uh gifts
2: it's interesting i never looked Did it as a practice, but every day I do some type of yoga. I start the morning off by stretching because you're in this bio suit and you have to take care of it. So I do some form of that. I do um, sit. I wouldn't call it formal meditation, but I always Mm -hmm. sit a few minutes and call in whatever positive, heartfelt beings and things around me. And I always do art every day. I always do something Mm -hmm. every day. And I don't know if that's discipline or love because when you love it, I don't know if it's called discipline. But I have and I do I but the most important thing is I've learned to trust. it's Uh kind of like when you learn a language and you Mm -hmm. you're translating it all the time instead of being fluent. A lot of people Mm -hmm. go through that with art and other forms of creativity. I've let go of that and I've totally trust that whatever comes out of me is going to be apropos or correct or what is supposed to be, whether it's for a commission or for um, just me creating the artwork. I I don't go in the beginning when I first did it, I did it for my family. I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure what was coming through. And then, and then I got this urge to write about it. So the writing became as important as the actual visual symbols Mm. and together I just think it kind of exploded but I I didn't trust myself in the beginning and I went wow I wonder if this is really uh, pertinent to the person you know if it's really going to be a valuable you know right. message um, I let go of that over time I just trusted and I have I don't even know if it's called faith it's beyond faith. It's when you, it's an integration where, you know, it is absolutely one with the universe. It is just what's supposed to be. So I don't know if I call that a practice, but I definitely take care of my body. I mean, I can't eat like everyone else. I, yeah. <laughs> I am um, very sensitive to food, so I don't, uh-huh. I, I keep away from sugars. I don't, you know, grains, bread, those kind of things. I maybe that cleaner diet does help on some level.
1: It, it's interesting. Cause I, um, you know, I, I used to just eat everything. And then after going to a seminar, once I stopped and was like, vegetarian and trying to eat a lot of raw and then slowly kind of back in got into stuff. And then once I started doing the shamanistic work that I do, after, I don't know, three months, six months, it just kind of came to me in a ceremony of like not to eat meat anymore. I was like, okay. And so I stopped. And because I had done it before, so it wasn't that difficult. So I just stopped. And I still I still do fish and seafood, but just no meat, no poultry. And after about a year, I thought, oh, it's been a long time. Oh, it smells so good. Oh, let me just have a little bit. Let me just see how it is. And I had some, and I had this nightmare. I had this awful dream that night. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. So then I stopped again. And like about a year later, it's funny, it was about a year later, and this was probably four years ago now, about a year later, I I, I was at a, a, a party and someone had brought in the, the, and it just smelled amazing. And I said, Okay, let me let me just 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 one more time. Let me try it. And I did it. And then that night, I had even a worse nightmare. And okay. I was like, Okay, that's it. I just can't eat meat anymore. <laughs>
2: And and I'd want to stress for the audience, there is no one exact right way to eat and do when when you're creating, but what you do have to be is mindful. And like what you were saying right now, you were mindful of what was happening with your body. I mean, I haven't, I was brought up in a family that were meat eaters. As soon as I left the family, so it's over, it's about 50 years now, I haven't had any animal flesh, but I did go back to fish for health reasons, um, a few years back, but it was something that happened naturally. No one made me right. do it. I didn't, I didn't feel I had to do it. It's something okay. that just naturally happened. And so you don't want to force, um, anything, but if you become mindful of what you eat, mindful of how you treat your body, um, that is going to affect your creativity because it's going to flow. It, it just is, I would call it physics, you know, it's just right. hard to, to, when you're not feeling well, uh, the first thing that probably shuts down is your creativity. You want to just survive. Right. So um, it is important not to, to judge and to be flexible and to just follow your intuition. And that's the heart and the intuition. And you've got it made.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Time for us to take our last break. Oh, time flies when we have such a good time here. Um, so when we come back, maybe what I'll do over the commercial break, I'm going to pull a card from your deck okay. and then you'll, you'll uh, do a reading for our audience. And this is um, my intention with pulling this card is this is a message for anyone who listens to this show, whether it's live or in the podcast afterwards or, or on the, on the video, uh, a message for you and and you'll then uh give us some interpretation of the card okay great all right everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we've been been speaking this hour with dr nadine gordon taylor and we'll be right back after these messages
3: you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower
1: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So I pulled a card during the commercial break, which is for all of you. And uh, this is the deck that it comes from, the Heart Path Oracle cards. Um, they're, they're really beautiful cards, actually very intricate. There's a lot there. And this one, oh, my God, there is so much in this card that I pulled. Um, and this is the card.
2: Ah, Allowing.
1: and it says allowing success and good fortune into your life part of a greater collective and there's so much in this card i see butterflies and wolves the moon a bee oh geez ladybug worms flowers oh my god
2: well, I'm going to read from the, the message. The first part is about the description, and it takes a while, but I do go into not just butterflies, um, but and not just ferns, they're fiddlehead ferns, and um, they're a specific type of butterfly. And, you know, so I do name each thing in depth, but I want to get right into the message. And it says mm-hmm. this card is about accepting the beauty of change and allowing yourself to enjoy the process. The symbol that supports this is the spiral. The message of the spiral is about release, growth, and evolution. Life is about progression and cycles. The process of growing from a child into an adult means that the body changes. The child's body does not die. It just gradually matures. Your DNA programs cells to change, adapt, and change again. Even as you read this, your body is transforming what is less commonly understood is that your soul or spirit goes through this evolutionary maturation process as well. You are not who you think you are since who you are changes all the time. There are six smaller ferns that are in the process of spiraling open. The shape of the written number six is itself a spiral. Six resonates with materialism, finances, and other earthly uncertainties. This message is about balancing material needs such as money with spiritual ones. Remember, money is an attitude, a belief system that you hold on to. You learned about wealth and abundance and lack of it when you were a child. You need to allow your higher self to be in the driver's seat and have faith that you will always have more than you need. The strong presence of two in this card is associated with stability and synchronicity, as well as service to some greater cause. Two is also about partnerships, cooperation, and love. It is important to know that you are not alone on your journey. Someone important will be joining you soon. You are part of a greater collective that is working diligently to help you remember your soul purpose. The key is to have patience while the universe answers your prayers. It may not be obvious to you right now, but all is unfolding as planned, and you will reach your goals sooner than you think. The repetition of the number eight guarantees that a higher force is guiding you to success. Wonderful things are happening now. The time is right to allow success and good fortune into your consciousness. And each card has an affirmation. And this is, I am changing from who I thought I was to who I actually am.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, what an amazing card to pull for our audience. So, uh, anyone listening, you, you're, you're in for something good. And, and I do see the card, and, and it's really uh, quite something because it is very symmetrical. So, there is like at least two of everything, if not more, except for one thing that I have to ask you about, and that's the, the yellow jack, the bee in the middle.
2: Uh huh. Well, that's the one about the collective. The, it's telling uh-huh. you that the bees work as a collective there's mm-hmm. a collective mind and to me that's that in in essence yes on this dimension we're in a collective but it's spiritual too that you yeah. have a, a force a spirit guide or you could so call it source god but the the bee is part of something greater than itself even Gosh. though the bee is important because without each individual bee we wouldn't have the hive and we wouldn't get the honey and we wouldn't have it it still has to become part of something more than just being a bee
1: yeah okay beautiful beautiful oh, amazing and, and then you can see even the back of the card is beautiful has this dove um so these are beautiful cards so i'm curious just as an artist what gave you the inspiration to do a card deck uh-huh.
2: <laughs> that's very interesting i i was trained as as you read about the art students league and and mm-hmm. my whole life i trained as a fine artist i probably until um Oh, I don't know. Until I started this series, I never thought of myself as anything but a fine artist, you know, museums, galleries, that kind of direction. Uh, And I wasn't even into um, G. Clay prints like I use now for reproduction. But again, the synchronicity. Uh, I have this little shop here, my little gallery. And I would say every time someone walked in, they would go, did you ever think about making an oracle deck? Did you ever think about making a tarot deck? And it didn't stop until I said, "Okay, I knew nothing about it." And I, although I was very much into divination myself for myself, I did not share that with so much with other people. Um, when I finally started to look um, about how I go about doing this, um, then the messages stopped, and I was on my path. I did have a very um, tumultuous journey, in a way uh, that when you're learning to do something, I mean, I was working full time at the time I had this Uh and I did have the artwork that I had been doing, but I knew nothing about the printing processes and how one goes about, you know, marketing it and doing all of that. So I really had to learn to be a business person and I did it all. I had to hire people um, and the printer that I actually used it was a little less than ethical and it was almost like the Mm. universe or something was trying to stop me from doing it but i was i was stubborn and i kept doing it until i got it and then uh, and i had tried to get it uh, published by a professional publisher but i to no avail in the beginning and once it was published and then of course i had jan as a pr person um the something clicked and then all of a sudden publishers wanted
1: it uh, uh, we just got a few minutes left um just real quickly how long did it take you to put the deck together just the artwork of it and the and the meanings and descriptions and everything
2: well the the actual process of of getting the deck assembled and pub and to printed was a year but mm-hmm. i had already been creating the artwork before okay. so it really was just the the technical part of how what format to get who's going to use the InDesign how am I going to getting it you know right. um, spell yeah, check yeah, yeah. and, and all that but it, it took about a year but it would have taken me longer at, like right now I'm on my third deck my second deck called Animal Love is wow. coming out in June in a traditions bearing company and okay, that they also take about a year to get it out but now that I'm doing the third deck which is going to be Crystal Love it's going to have crystals in each of the images yes. uh, I'm making the artwork as I go along and that's a little bit slower, but mm. I, I would say it would have had to take me a couple of years if I was starting from scratch.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So as you mentioned, the deck is published by, um, Bear and company, which is inner traditions. Uh, where can people find the deck?
2: Well, it's certainly on Amazon. You can go to inner tradition Bear and company and it'll be on their site, but it's in Barnes and Noble. It's on, it's pretty much, um, I'm, I'm excited to find i mean there's a lot of reviews on it on um youtube and mm-hmm. yeah if you if you do order and you want to get it from amazon it's there
1: mm-hmm. you can okay. also follow
2: my website i mean i you know you can get it wonderful
1: which through. was my next question which is if people want to learn more about you or get in touch with you have a question for you how would they find you
2: that was it would be www.the third eye that's third eye third eye
1: is it the third eye studio or third eye studio
2: the third eye studio
1: the third eye studio.com. all right yeah, wonderful and they there's a contact form there and there's, there's links
2: to there's everything i've got animations on there my my art all the images are on it with little little descriptions not the full one because the full descriptions could be five to seven pages long or more yeah, yeah. um and they have it has a section on the the, the cards And, Mm -hmm. um, and also I have a little blog. I don't do it all the time, but I do Mm. have a blog there. And so, yeah, if you go to that, you can, and it has all my information. I'm also on Facebook, Nadine Gordon, uh, dash Taylor. And I also have the third eye arts on, so there's different ways they can find me and Instagram.
1: All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, and just out of curiosity, is your gallery open in Peekskill or is it closed for the what's going on?
2: It is open because I use it as my studio as well. So Ah. I come here every day and work. Um, the hours have changed since COVID. I, you know, and there are much less people coming right. in since COVID. But if someone does want to take the trip to Peekskill, the number my phone numbers on my website, they can text me or email me. And just to make sure if you're coming from a distance that I'm here, but I'm yeah. here every day at some point.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm just like, if I ever make it up to peak skill again, uh, I would definitely want to stop by.
2: Yes. I would love to see you.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Well, Nadine, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. It's been wonderful to get to know you even better. And uh, I wish you much success with your decks, with your artwork, with everything. We, We absolutely, this world needs more people like you to inspire us.
2: Oh, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. And and thank you all my loyal listeners for tuning in week after week. Don't forget if you missed any part of the live show and you want to hear the recordings, um it's available on the talkradio.nyc and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud um uh amazon just anywhere you find podcasts i should be there and if i'm not on your favorite podcasting platform let me know just email me sam at talkradio.nyc and and i'll get on there but we should pretty much be everywhere so please stay tuned coming up next it's ken foster and his show voices of courage Um, followed later today uh, 7 p.m. tonight uh, with Graham Dobbin and his show The Mind Behind Leadership and then our whole Friday block of shows starting tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time all the way through to 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Tune in for all of that and of course we'll have more fascinating interesting guests in store for you. I'm booked up with guests through September right now so we got plenty in store for everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.
3: listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
5: Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on Talk We speak to people from business, sport, military, politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders.
4: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc.
3: Hey, all you listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc.